Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show, the show that talks about what you actually care about. The Doc Washburn Show streams live at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central weekdays on the Podbean app, which you can download onto your smartphone. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N and is available for download at Spotify, Apple, or wherever podcasts are available. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com or call us at 866-609. 3711. All right, this is episode nine of the all new Doc Washburn show. Yes, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious last November's presidential election was stolen. No, my old employer wouldn't let me say that on the radio. And yes, there's all kinds of evidence out there that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We are unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. And so today, today's operative statement is, who do these people think they are? Who do these people think they are? Last night, last night, Dementia Joe did his town hall meeting with Anderson Cooper. You see Anderson Cooper standing there asking him questions from his script, and you see Joe Biden standing there with both fists out like he's holding on to a jetpack. And I just want to share something with you. Hat tip to Stephen L. Miller, by the way. This is from eight years ago. Why? Do Alzheimer's patients clench their hands? Dementia makes it very difficult to process stimuli and new information, causing many people with Alzheimer's disease to become anxious. This anxiety often manifests itself in the form of restlessness, pacing, hand wringing, and rocking. Just so you know. Just so you know. His wife knows what he has. Everybody around him knows what he has. And yet, and yet, they keep on propping him up, and yet they keep on rolling him out there. And a lot of people feel pity for Joe Biden. But I don't. Because he has been evil for a lot longer than he's had dementia. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Okay, last night, Anderson Cooper asked him about the border, and it went something like this. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by uh, by hurricanes and floods and, and weather and, tra- and traveling around the world. But- All right, wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, as the great Sean Davis over the Federalist says, Biden went on at least two separate vacations in August and September. He goes to Delaware every weekend, but yeah, just no time on the schedule to visit the border. Frankly, I'll throw this in. There's no evidence he's ever visited the border, ever in his life. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's no evidence that he's been 
going around the country looking at $900 billion worth of damages for hurricanes and tornadoes. One thing that dementia has not changed is his ability to effortlessly lie. To effortlessly lie. Gas prices. Y'all notice prices going up the pump? Here's how that went last night at the town hall, CNN. About that, with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talked to like 67 uh, financial experts who said that they, they saw high inflation going all the way or deep into 2022. Do you think it's going to last for a while? I, I don't think so. I don't think it will last if, depending what we do, if we stay exactly where we are, yes. If we don't make these investments, yes. What about gas prices? Because something's interesting. Pr- gas pr- wait, 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 wait. He's saying inflation will go down if the government spends a new $3.5 trillion. The exact opposite of the truth. He doesn't care because he's going to be fine until he dies and has to stand before God. And he's not going to be fine at all. But see, I think these people are atheists. I know his son is because his son has has laughed on one of those videos on his laptop at the idea that there even is a creator. But anyway, he continues. Prices relate to a foreign policy initiative that is about... Wait, gas prices relate to foreign policy initiative? How about you shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline and stopping us drilling in the Arctic? I think it might relate to the, something like that. If we don't make these investments, yes. What about gas prices? Because gas, pr- gas prices relate to a foreign policy initiative that is about something that goes beyond the cost of gas. And we're about 330 a gallon most places that now when it's up from was down in the single digits. I mean, single a dollar plus. And, uh, and that's because of the supply being withheld by OPEC. And so there's a lot of negotiation that is... Joe? Joe? There's a lot of Middle Eastern folks want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to talk to them, but the point is it's about gas production. There's things we can do in the meantime, though. Do you think there's a, I mean, do you see, do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? My guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by and going into the winter, I mean, excuse me, into next year in 2022. I don't see anything that's going to happen in the meantime that's going to significantly reduce gas prices. And you don't care. You don't care how you're affecting middle class and especially low-income people. You don't care. Who do you think you are, Joe? You think you're never going to be held accountable, don't you? Because you never have been held accountable, right? Nope. Just old lunch bucket Joe. Had to drop out of the 1988 presidential race for lying, for plagiarizing, right? Just old lunch bucket Joe. Been getting away with saying racist things all my life. 
I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to skate. Nobody lives forever. Not on this earth. Yeah, everybody will live forever, but not on this earth. This guy, this guy is in for uh, quite a shock at some point. Quite a shock. All right. um, Remember, the operative term today is who do these people think they are? Joe Biden likes the feeling of power. He likes the feeling of control. More on Anderson Cooper's CNN town hall last night in Dementia Joe. Anyway, so there's, there, 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 but I, I don't, I must tell you, I don't have a near-term answer. There's two things I could do. I could go in the petroleum reserve and take out and probably reduce, reduce the price of gas maybe 18 cents or so a gallon. It's still going to be above three bucks. Mm. And one of the things that I refused to have happen because I didn't want anybody, I made a commitment, if you pass the stuff I'm talking about, not, not one single penny in tax would go against anybody making less than 400 grand. What a liar. He's lying. He knows he's lying. Usually, for someone like this, I would say he knows we know. But the dementia is so far gone, it's uh, anybody's guess what he actually knows at this point. And so, if you notice, this is these highway bills are not paid for by gas tax. They're paid for by direct expenditures in other areas. So the average person doesn't have to pay more. But it's going to be... They're paid for by direct expenditures. Hmm. That's interesting. That's like saying, I'm going to eat out. I'm going to take the wife to a uh, fancy steakhouse. And that bill that I incur by buying two steak dinners for the wife and me is paid for by spending money elsewhere. But see, Anderson Cooper is not going to call him on anything because, as the late, great George Carlin once said, there's a club and they're in it, but we're not. Did you get that? Did you catch that? Let me, let me, let me back it up a little bit. They're paid for by direct expenditures and other. And so, if you notice, this is these highway bills are not paid for by gas tax. They're paid for by direct expenditures in other areas. You get that? I'm spending money over here, which is paid for by me spending money over there. Doesn't make sense, and nobody is seeing and cares. So the average person doesn't have to pay more, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. There's a possibility to be able to bring it down. Depends on a little bit on Saudi Arabia and a few other things that are in the offense. And that's why. That's why. When he was running for president. That's why he said. 
know the voters of America do not deserve to know where I stand on the issues. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Remember that? Do you remember that? No, they don't deserve to know where I stand on the issues. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if anybody remembers what he said in October of last year about how they were going to steal it. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. They sure did. They sure did. Nobody voted for this. Nobody would want this. Now, did some Democrats in blue states vote for Biden because he had a D by his name? Sure, of course they did. But did the overwhelming amount of popular votes of legal residents, pardon me, legal citizens, registered to vote, go for Trump? Of course, you know it did. Why did five swing states stop counting the votes at the same time on election night? You're, uh, you're not allowed to talk about that on Fox News. Do you know that? Nope. That's something you're not allowed to address anywhere on the mainstream media. And let's face it, Fox News, their mainstream media, can't talk about it. How many people in this country do you think would actually have voted for the destruction of this economy? Know what I'm saying? How many people? Okay, so last night, uh, thank big hat tip to uh, townhall.com. Biden goes on a long rant trying to defend what he calls the integrity of the Justice Department until until Anderson Cooper finally swoops in to save him. What's something like this? When I made a commitment, the, the, one of the things I was committed to do when I ran was reestablish the reputation and integrity of the Justice Department. It has become the most, it was corrupted under the last administration. I should have chosen my words more wisely. I did not, have not, and will not pick up the phone and call the Attorney General and tell him what he should or should not do in terms of who he should prosecute. But I answer the question honestly, and I think that a, anyone who does not respond to that kind of uh, 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 question from the, from the uh, legitimate committee in the House of Representatives of the United States Senate should be held accountable. So that's as much as I can say without coming and looking like I'm telling the... I have yet to talk to the Attorney General about anything. The Attorney General put out a statement saying that they would make the decision on their own. And they will. Yeah. I guarantee that. You. What I've... Okay, so 
when you hear Biden stop and go from the, he's closing his eyes and trying to refocus on what he's trying to say. He's got dementia. They know it. They don't care. They don't care. Now, there's something. Last year, police officers and emergency responders in the midst of what we were told was a pandemic were heroes. But now, they're being ordered to get the jab or be fired. Let's hear what Biden said about that last night. Uh, as, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, and by the way. By the- now, big applause here because invitation only crowd. Got it? Big applause because invitation only crowd. Joe Biden, who the hell do you think you are? And I use that phrase advisedly because that's where he's headed. I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. All the stuff about people leaving and people, you have have everyone from United Airlines. Wait a minute, all the... Stories about people leaving and people, you know what I mean? Is that what he said? Let's check it out. Mandates are working. All the stuff about hmm. people leaving and people gonna. People, people go, what was that? All the stuff about people leaving and people gonna. People go, is that, is that another uh, symptom of dementia? All the stuff about people leaving and people gonna you It's elder abuse is what it is. But I don't feel sorry for him. He's an evil guy. He always has been. You have you have everyone from United Airlines to spirit all these airlines that we're not gonna get all 96, 97% of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated. Not true. You got about a 90-some percent vaccination rate. I mean, so there's a, the idea is that... Uh, Wait a minute. He's telling us what's true and not true. This guy lies with impunity. He doesn't care about the truth. Look, the two things that concern me one are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. Number one. Number two, the second one is that, uh, you know, the, the gross misinformation that's out there. So he's mocking the idea of freedom. Interesting, this guy who is in favor of abortion all nine months for whatever reason or no reason at all, saying I have the freedom to kill you. Irony. Irony. You can cut it with a knife. Who does he think he is? 
Former CDC director and senior advisor to the governor of Maryland, Robert Redford, talking about the vaccines. Uh, I hear a lot of times people feel it's a rare event that fully vaccinated people may die. I happen to be the senior advisor to Governor Hogan in the state of Maryland. Uh, in the last six to eight weeks, uh, more than 40% of the people that died in Maryland were fully vaccinated. How'd that get out? Well, he said it on Fox. He said it on Fox. And yet, and yet, they keep on insisting you got to get vaccinated. Well, I told them, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, one last short clip of Biden last night. With 40% of all products coming into the United States of America on the West Coast go through uh, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? Is it Long Beach? Long Beach, thank you. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. But they don't care. They don't care. White House Press Secretary Jim Psaki the other day. Mocking people affected by the ongoing supply chain crisis. Just a question on the timing uh, on the supply chain issue. Yeah. um, Actions that the president has taken. It it was clear in March of 2020 when COVID hit that that the supply chains across the world have been disrupted, even as as the sort of work to fight back against COVID proceeded. People, it it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain. People couldn't get dishwashers and and furniture and treadmills delivered on time, not to mention all sorts of other things. So why the is it... The tragedy of the short, the treadmill that's delayed. Right, the, tre- the tragedy of the treadmill that's delayed, she says with a big grin on her face. The great Becca Coben over on Twitter said, Hey, Jen, we're also running out of IV catheters, IV tubing, syringes, etc., for sick babies due to the supply chain crisis. Is that funny, too? Is that funny, too? White House Press Secretary, Press Secretary Jen Psaki. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Life is short. Life is short. I read something about that one day. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Yeah. There it is. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you the wisdom of the ages. The wisdom of the ages. As for man, his days are like grass; he flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. From the one hundred third Psalm. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his commandment and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. 
Now, these people don't believe this. You know what I'm saying? They don't believe this. And so, they act like they're never going to be held accountable. You know what I'm saying? They act like they're never going to be held accountable. You know, there was a guy named Hugo Chavez who was like that. He was the dictator of Venezuela. And... As he lay dying, he was begging, begging the people around him to please not let him die because he knew, I think, what he was getting ready to face. Psalm 2, why do the nations rage and the people, people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Just so you know. Just so you know. Remember what Biden said last fall. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Sure did. Can't take it with you. I've never seen a U-Haul or a moving van behind a hearse in the funeral procession. You can't take it with you, Joe. Can't take it with you. CNN Health. CNN Health headline from uh, Katya Hetter. Why vaccinated people dying from COVID-19 doesn't mean the vaccines are ineffective. Get it? They're playing you. Orwell, 1984, is coming to life right before your eyes. Are you catching it? And if you didn't read George Orwell, 1984, when you are in high school or college, you might want to. You might want to. I don't know if he knew that what he was prophesying was going to come true. He seemed to have a pretty good grasp of human nature and human behavior. Well, let's check this out for BizPack Review. Warning of complacency, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. CDC director says kids in the K through 12 setting need to continue to mask up for the foreseeable future. A pronouncement that many people on Twitter hardly consider a breath of fresh air during a press briefing. The CDC director indicated the federal government is working towards scaling up 
a pediatric vaccination program. Oh, yeah, put the jab in little kids and then see what happens. What could possibly go wrong, right? Walensky, quote, that said, why do people say that said instead of that having been said? Are you that lazy? That said, it will take some time, and as we head into these winter months, we know we cannot be complacent. We also know that from previous data that schools that have had mask mandates in place were three and a half times less likely to have school outbreaks requiring school closure. That's just a bald-faced lie. That's just a bald-faced lie. These people... They're control freaks. That's what this is about. The CDC recommends school children 12 and older get the COVID-19 vaccination. This group is currently eligible for the Pfizer variety. From the sounds of it, the FDA authorization for those in ages 5 through 11 could be right around the corner. Oh, yeah. A lot of money to be made. A lot of money to be made. And we're supposed to believe that people who believe in killing babies by dismemberment for all nine months are, on the other hand, very concerned. Very concerned about the health and well-being of of our children. Now, what color is the sky in a world in which this makes sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. You know, the FDA's own advisory board voted 16 to 2. 16 to 2 against the boosters, right? Right? And they were overruled. The great Emerald Robinson, White House press, sec, uh, pardon me, White House um, correspondent for Newsmax, out there on Twitter this morning saying, journalist Alex Berenson just told the world the vaccinated have less immunity to COVID than the unvaccinated. His source is the British government. Let me say it again. The vaccinated have less immunity to COVID than the unvaccinated, according to the British government. Let's take a look at that. Alex Berenson over on Substack. Entitled, Urgent COVID Vaccines Will Keep You From Acquiring Full Immunity Even If You Are Infected and Recover. And he says... Don't take it from me. I don't even get to tweet anymore. Take it from a little place I call the British government, which admitted today in its newest vaccine surveillance report that, quoting now, quoting, wait a minute, in antibody levels appear to be lower in people who acquire infection following two doses of vaccination, unquote. Now, what does this mean? Several things, and they're all bad. We know the vaccines do not stop infection or transmission of the virus. In fact, the report shows elsewhere 
the vaccinated adults are now being infected at much higher rates than the unvaccinated. What the British are saying is they're now finding the vaccine interferes with your body's innate ability after infection to produce antibodies against not just the spike protein, but other pieces of the virus. Specifically, vaccinated people don't seem to be producing antibodies to the nucleocapsid protein, the shell of the virus, which are a crucial part of the response in unvaccinated people. This means vaccinated people will be far more vulnerable to mutations in the spike protein even after they have been infected and recovered once, or more than once, probably. It also means the virus is likely to select for mutations that go in exactly that direction because those will essentially give it an enormous vulnerable population to infect, and it probably is still more evidence the vaccines may interfere with the development of robust long-term immunity post-infection. Aside from that, everything's fine. Just fine. I'll post on my Facebook page, see if I can get uh, suspended again. Why? Because sounds like a matter of life and death to me. You know what I'm saying, Holmes? Sounds like a matter of life and death to me. And yet, I can't imagine the CEO of the company that fired me ever admitting that they were wrong. I can't imagine it. I've been surprised before. But I can't imagine it. Have you seen this uh, viral video this morning? From this place called Ready Med North, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Where a mother takes in her teenage son. He's diagnosed with sinusitis, ear infection, and bronchitis. And they won't treat him because he's not vaccinated. You seen that? Again, who do these people think they are? Who do they think they are? Who died and left them to play God? Nobody. Nobody. There's only one God, and I'm not him, and you're not him. Unfreaking believable. Speaking of who do they think they are, have you heard about the uh, missionaries that have been kidnapped by a gang down in Haiti? The leader of the Haitian gang to kidnap 16 American missionaries has threatened to kill the hostages if his ransom demands one million per hostage are not paid. The leader of the gang, known as 400 Mawozo Wilson Joseph, said in the video, according to the New York Times, I prefer that thunder burns me if I don't get what I need. You see those Americans, I will prefer to kill them, and I will unload a big weapon to each of their heads. I mean what I said, that's it. 
New York Times said their sourcing for Wilson Joseph's remarks include two people who were present when the threat was made and recorded on video. Huh. Oh, you're going to cover for them then. Oh, okay. Wall Street Journal reported the missionaries were abducted last Saturday in an eastern suburb of the capital when armed members of the gang forcibly stopped a minibus carrying the men, women, and children. The group, which includes an eight-month-old baby, was returning from a visit to a nearby orphanage. A reporter asked Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre during yesterday's White House press briefing about the situation, specifically about how seriously the Biden administration was taking the situation and what it was doing to respond to it. Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre responded first by highlighting a statement from Secretary of State Anthony Blinken who said, and I quote, First, with regard to the specific incident that you referred to, the kidnapping of missionaries, including 16 Americans, we have in the administration been relentlessly focused on this, including sending a team to Haiti from the State Department, working very closely with the FBI. Oh, really? I thought the FBI was busy monitoring school board meetings here in the States. Working very closely with the FBI, which is the lead in these kinds of matters, in constant communication with the Haitian National Police, the church that the missionaries belong to, as well as the Haitian government. And we will do everything that we can to help resolve the situation. Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre also highlighted a purported statement from Haiti's security, which said we have been working closely with the Haitian National Police to try to build their capacity, as well as help put in place programs that can effectively deal with the gangs. But it's a very challenging and long-term process. We're focused on it. But it's absolutely essential that this security dynamic change, changes if Haiti is going to make real progress. Yeah, right, 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 right. And for privacy and security reasons, Karine Jean-Pierre, Deputy White House Press Secretary, to Jim Psaki, of course, could not disclose more this time. <sighs> man, oh man, oh man, oh man. So, um, we talked about the National Institutes of Health putting it out there that Fauci lied, right? that they did fund gain-of-function research. They did fund research to make coronaviruses more infectious, more powerful. Fauci lied under oath numerous times. But nobody is talking about indicting and arresting Fauci. Instead, uh, you got Biden talking about uh, firing police officers and emergency responders if they refuse to get the jab. See, that's what he wants to talk about. No saying Holmes. I mean, again, who do these people think they are? They think 
they're never going to be held accountable for anything. That's, that's what they think. That's what they think. Okay, I, I gotta I gotta get a drink of water. Hang on just a second. This this will be quick and painless. Uh, take less than thirty seconds. You're listening to the Doc Washburn Show, the show that talks about what you actually care about. The Doc Washburn Show streams live at noon Eastern, eleven a.m. Central weekdays on the Podbean app, which you can download to your smartphone. The show is also available for download at Spotify, Apple, or wherever podcasts are available. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com or call us at 866-609-3711. All right, so yesterday, yesterday, Kamala Harris, supposedly Vice President of the United States, and former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, who's running for governor again, together could not draw 100 people to a rally in northern Virginia, which is a pretty blue area because a lot of government employees work there or live there. Some of them even work there. Again, the great Emerald Robinson, White House, press, White House correspondent for Newsmax, I'm going to get it right one of these days. Says it's yet more proof our elections are rigged. Yep. Sure is. Sure is. But see, you're not allowed to say that on mainstream media. Including Fox News, you're not allowed to say it. It brings... Too much into question. It brings too much into question. Oh, did you hear the news uh, yesterday? Taliban beheaded female volleyball player and posted photos online. Yep. Didn't have to happen. Didn't have to happen. An Afghan volleyball player on the girls' national team was beheaded by the Taliban with gruesome photos of her severed head posted on social media, according to her coach. Majabin Hakimi, one of the best players in the Kabul Municipality Volleyball Club, was slaughtered in the capital city of Kabul as troops searched for female sports players, according to her coach. She was killed earlier this month, but her death remained mostly hidden because her family had been threatened not to talk, according to the coach, using a pseudonym due to safety fears. According to the newspaper Persian Independent, images of Hakimi's severed neck were published in Afghan social media, which did not say how old she was. Conflicting reports online suggest that happened earlier with an apparent death certificate suggesting she was killed August 13th, the final days of the Taliban's insurgency before seizing Kabul. However, the PAIC Investigative Journalism Center said its sources also confirmed she was beheaded by the Taliban in Kabul. Of course, the Taliban has yet to comment. It didn't have to happen. Didn't have to happen. 
See, um, here's the deal. Should we have gotten out of Afghanistan a long time ago? Sure. Sure. There's no reason that we should have kept losing our service members over there. But should we have done it differently? Oh, yeah. See, Biden's team intentionally did it so we would leave Americans behind, so we would leave American residents with green cards from who knows what countries behind, legal residents in the United States. And so definitely a lot of people who helped us, a lot of people who tried to take on the American way of life would be slaughtered by the Taliban. That was on purpose. And can you get Republicans in Congress to even talk about impeaching this guy for getting people killed needlessly? Nope. For leaving behind $63 billion worth of military equipment for the Taliban? Nope. Do most Republican members of Congress deserve to be primaried because they're not taking seriously what's going on in our country and what we're up against? Yep. Again, who do these people think they are? The election was stolen. You know it. I know it. And a recent book that came out that was excerpted in Vanity Fair of all places said that Arkansas United States Senator Tom Cotton worked with then-Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to do whatever they could to keep members of Congress from challenging electors in the stolen election to stab Trump in the back, stab all of us in the back. If that's true, who does Tom Cotton think he is? Again, somebody who won't be held accountable. Uh, By the way, Pfizer now has issued an official termination letter to whistleblower Melissa Strickler, who leaked internal emails from executives detailing suppressing information from the public on the use of fetal cell lines in COVID vaccine program testing. Just so you know. Just so you know. All right. Have you heard about the Afghan, quote, refugee, unquote, who is now accused of raping a woman in Montana. Have you heard about that? See, because we were told all these people were going to be vetted, right? We were told all these people were going to be vetted. They lie to us a lot, don't they? They lie to us a lot. See, because they've been raping women a lot in Europe for years. These so-called Afghan refugees. So this is not something that should surprise anyone. No, far from it. You should expect this. 
You should expect this. I remember when I was doing the... Um, I was doing the, the local talk radio show in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. The job I had until recently. And the congressman for that area of Arkansas, a guy named French Hill, you may have never heard of him, was on our morning show and assured the morning show host that the Afghan refugees would be vetted before they would be allowed in the U.S., as if that's possible. At, you know, as if it's possible that the Taliban are going to let 100,000 people through into the airport in the final days there to get on those airplanes, and, and they'll all be vetted before they're allowed in. Oh, here it is. Adam Shaw and Aisha Hosni over at Fox News, Afghan evacuee charged with rape in Montana, governor says demanding resettlement halt. An Afghan refugee has been charged with the rape of a woman in Missoula, Montana, according to the state's governor, Thursday, and he called for the Biden administration to halt all refugee resettlements until assurances are made about the vetting process. Really, Congressman French Hill said they'd all be vetted. Governor Greg Gianforti's office in Montana said in a statement that an Afghan male placed in Montana by the U.S. State Department was charged with sexual assault. The Missoula Police Department told Fox that Zabihula Mumond was arrested after they received a 911 call from the victim and a local motel about concerning behavior. 19-year-old Zabihula Mumond is now being held at the Missoula County Jail on charges of sexual intercourse without consent. And the case is being investigated by detectives, but did not confirm his evacuee status. Local court told Fox News there's a federal hold on Mumond. Victim said she met Mumond, who asked her to go back to her hotel room, but she said she did not want anything to happen, according to court documents reviewed by Fox News. The victim was later seen in the lobby, visibly upset, and called 911, according to those documents. Authorities found the victim's bra and socks in Mumond's room. The man said the incident was consensual. Yeah. Right. Sure. They've been doing this for a long time in Europe. Biden doesn't care. He doesn't care. Bring them all in. You know what I'm saying? Bring them all in. That's the way they look at things. By the way, remember, remember, remember what happened yesterday. U.S. Congressman Thomas Massey of Kentucky in the House Judiciary Committee hearing asked Attorney General Merrick Garland about whether there were federal agents present on January 6th and whether they agitated to go into the Capitol and the Attorney General refused to answer right? Refused to answer. Now, speaking of which, 
There was a guy out there the night before. Okay? And this is on video. A guy named Ray Epps, who is supposedly the head of uh, Oath Keepers out of Arizona. And it looked like he's trying to get people riled up, get people in trouble. It went like this. And I, I got something weird to tell you about Ray Epps here in a minute. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. We need, we need to go, I'll say it, we need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! So I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for it. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. I'm not going to say it because I'll probably be arrested. But tomorrow, well, don't say it then. No, tomorrow we need to go into the Capitol. Everybody's yelling, no. Guess what? He wasn't arrested. He wasn't arrested. So a lot of folks think this guy is an FBI asset himself. Let me, let me, let me just play this clip for you again from Thomas Massey, Republican Congressman, Kentucky and Attorney General Merrick Garland. Present on January 5th and January 6th uh, during the protests. And uh, I've got some pictures that I want to show you if the uh, my staff could bring those to you. Um, I'm afraid I can't see that at all. He's playing this video of this guy trying to get people riled up for the attorney general. Uh, is that a approved uh, video? All right, you have you have those images there, and they're captioned. Uh, they were from January fifth and January sixth. As far as we can determine, the individual who was saying he'll probably go to jail, he'll probably be arrested, but he wants every, but they need to go into the Capitol the next day, is then the next day directing people to the Capitol. And as far as we can find, this individual has not been charged with anything. You said this is one of the most sweeping investigations in the history. Uh, have you seen that video or those frames from that video? So, as I um, uh, said at the outset, uh, one of the norms of the Justice Department is to not comment on impending investigations and particularly not to comment about uh, particular scenes or particular individuals. This okay, without, I, I was hoping today to give you an opportunity to put to rest the concerns that people have that there were federal agents or assets of the federal government present on January 5th and January 6th. Can you tell us, without talking about particular incidents or particular videos, how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th, whether they agitated to go into the Capitol, and if any of them did? So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of 
of uh, the rule of law. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. Let me ask you about the... uh, That's where it cuts off. It was a setup. It was a setup. You know it was a setup. I know it was a setup. It was a setup. The election was stolen. January 6th was a setup. Now, I had a pretty good promo, I thought, for uh, for Spotify. I would have been surprised if uh, if they allowed it to, to run. <laughs> Boy, and they sure didn't. They sure didn't. It went something like this. Of course the election was stolen. Of course the vaccines aren't safe. Of course boys can't become girls. Hey, I'm Doc Washburn, and I'm not afraid to say things we all know are true. So how soon do you think they'll kick me off this platform for telling the truth? Probably pretty soon. So check out my show, The Doc Washburn Show, before they shut me up. Yeah, Spotify wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't allow that one. Now, the reasons they wouldn't allow that to run, you you may find interesting. You may find interesting. Let's see. Your ad wasn't approved. This was Spotify advertising. Your ad wasn't approved for the following reasons. Ads that advocate for or against political entities or legislative slash judicial outcomes are prohibited. Another reason, ads containing shocking, sensational, obscene, disrespectful, or violent content are prohibited. Another reason, ads that advocate for or against political entities or legislative slash judicial outcomes are prohibited. Wait, that one again? Yeah. And ads containing shocking, sensational, obscene, disrespectful, or violent content are prohibited. Uh, And then it clicks on something that says edit ad. I'm not going to edit the ad. All of it's true, and they know it, but they don't care. Because, see, I'm going against the party line. I'm going against the narrative. You know what I'm saying? And that can't be allowed in this brave new world in this new world order. Know what I'm saying? Can't be allowed. Now, yesterday, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a national intelligence estimate on the implications of climate change to United States national security. And the great Sean Davis, the Federalist, says, Communist China just launched hypersonic missiles that orbited the Earth, and your focus is on the weather. And he has three clown pictures, because they are clowns. Who do these people think they are? Who do these people think they are? Okay, so, this uh, 9-11-style January 6th commission and the U.S. Congress tried to subpoena Steve Bannon to come talk to him about January 6th. Now, Steve Bannon was fired by Trump back in 2017. He's got nothing to do with January 6th. They know it. They don't care. They're just trying to go after conservatives. 
nine Republicans voted along with the Democrats to hold Steve Bannon in contempt over an invented left-wing narrative stemming from a fake insurrection. Thank you. Hat tip to the great Raheem Kassam over the National Pulse, editor-in-chief of the National Pulse and co-founder of the War Room video podcast with Steve Bannon, who lists the nine here. Adam Kinzinger, Anthony Gonzalez, John Katko, Nancy Mace of South Carolina voted to hold Steve Bannon in contempt. Fake conservative. Jamie Herrera Butler, Brian Fitzpatrick, Fred Upton, Peter Meyer, and Liz Cheney. And Raheem Kassam calls them all Marxists, and I don't see I don't see how that is something anyone could argue with. Not in the least. Not in the least. Now, the Washington Free Beacon yesterday came up with something. The great Drew Holden links to. He says, oh boy, this is a big one, and it is a big one. I don't know if you heard about this anywhere else, but i got to share it with you. White House knew about letter that compared parents to domestic terrorists. The country's largest school board association collaborated with the Biden White House before sending a controversial letter calling on the FBI to investigate parents as potential domestic terrorists, according to previously unreported emails. The emails obtained by Parents Defending Education through public records requests and reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon reveal National School Board Association's president and CEO sent the letter to Biden on September 29th without approval from the organization's board. The letter said that the acts of some parents at school board meetings across the country could be considered a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. The emails also show the White House asked the association for examples of threats against school board members days before Attorney General Merrick Garland created a task force of officials from the FBI and the Justice Department to determine how to prosecute alleged crimes of school board meetings. The letter makes clear the White House was aware of the letter before it was released while raising questions about whether the White House colluded with the National School Board Association on the letter to prompt federal action. The letter has sparked allegations that the Biden administration is trying to stifle the dissent among parents who oppose mask mandates and the teaching of critical race theory at America's schools. School board meetings have become battlegrounds for factions of parents torn on those issues. Parents in some districts have organized recall efforts to remove school board members who support mandates or radical curricula. All right, now, that's part of the story. That's part of the story. But there are a couple other parts. There are a couple other parts. Jim Jordan with Attorney General Merrick Garland. First sentence of your memo, very first, first sentence, you said, in recent months there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, that's your source? 
So let me be clear. This is not a prosecution or an Is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick, or you just take the words of the National School Board Association? Well, the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats. When we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source for this, for the very first line in your in your mouth, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board association the letter expired, Mr. I read a letter. That was enough for me. That was enough for me. I read a letter. That was enough for me. What do you think? I'm actually uh, some kind of law enforcement agent? No. I'm just an agent of the state. That's all. Just an agent of the state. That's all. So are you aware of U.S. Representative Chip Roy out of Texas taking Attorney General Merrick Garland apart yesterday in the House Judiciary Committee hearing. Because I need to play that for you, and then I, I, I got the other part. I got the other part about the actual school board itself from Loudoun County, Virginia. No, I haven't forgot about that. Here we go. Thank you, Chairman. Attorney General Garland, do you know where Broad Run High School is? Do you know where Broad Run High School is? It's in Ashburn, Virginia, in Loudoun County, Virginia. Do you know why I care? Because I'm a graduate of Loudoun Valley High School. Despite my family having Texas roots back to the 1850s, I grew up in Loudoun. It was my home. And also I care because on October 6th, a mere 15 days ago, inside Broad Run High School in Loudoun County, Virginia, a young girl was sexually assaulted. Attorney General Garland, are you aware that because Loudoun County prosecutors confirmed that the boy who assaulted this young girl in Broad Run High School is the same boy who wore a skirt and went into a girl's bathroom, sodomized and raped a 14-year-old girl in a different Loudoun County High School on May 28th? Are you aware of those facts? The, the boy was, are you aware firmly, are you, Sorry, are you my, aware my. further that the boy was arrested and charged for the first assault in July but released from juvenile detention? It sounds like a state case, and I'm not familiar with it. I'm sorry. Do you agree with Loudon parents who said it is not okay to allow a child that has been charged with a rape to go back into a school in that public school system? Again, I don't know any of the facts of this case, but, uh, but uh, the way you put it, it certainly sounds like I would agree with you. But FBI, I don't know the facts of the case. Is the FBI or the Department of Justice investigating the Loudon School Board for violating civil rights or under authority of, say, the Violence Against Women Act? Uh, I don't believe so, but I don't know the answer to that. I'd ask why not, because on June 22nd at a school board meeting in Loudoun County, Virginia, the superintendent, Scott Ziegler, declared in front of the father of the girl who had been raped that the predator, transgender student, or person simply does not exist. And that to his knowledge, we don't have any records of assaults occurring in our restrooms. When this statement bothered the father of the girl, I'm a father of a daughter, I believe you are too, sir, the girl who had been raped sodomized in the bathroom of a high school by a dude wearing a skirt, that father reacted. Now, that father reacted by simply using a derogatory word. Would that statement have bothered you if your daughter had been raped, if somebody said that it didn't occur? Again, I, I don't know anything about the facts of this case, but derogatory words are not what my memorandum is about. 
Well, the victim's mother is heard on a cell phone video telling the crowd what happened. My child was raped at school, she said. Behind her, the victim's father is seen being arrested, bloodied. This man, this arrest of a 48-year-old plumber, became the poster boy for the new domestic terrorism the Biden administration, the administration in which you serve, has concocted to destroy anyone who gets in the way. As the ranking member said, the National School Boards Association wrote a letter to the president citing Smith's case. We all know this to be true. Attorney General, do you believe that a father attending a meeting, exercising his First Amendment rights, and yes, getting angry about whatever lies are being told about his daughter being raped in the school he sent her to be educated in, that this is domestic terrorism? Yes or no? No, I do not think that parents getting angry at school boards for whatever reason constitute domestic terrorism. It's not even a close question. To be clear, even if there's a threat of violence... Do you believe that it is domestic terrorism that the FBI has the power to target American citizens in local disputes because a father gets mad? Now, I'm not saying Mr. Smith did that. In fact, he didn't. I can tell you how I sure as hell would have reacted. Mr. Smith should be given a medal for his calm to be able to hold back his anger. Are you aware that Loudoun County failed to report this sexual assault according to state law? And are you investigating this? Again, I'm sorry. I don't know anything about this case. Are you aware that the Virginia General Assembly, run by Democrats, voted for and Democrat Governor Ralph Northam signed a bill allowing schools to refrain from reporting instances of sexual battery, stalking, violation of a protective order, and violent threats occurring on school property? Is the FBI investigating how this may conflict with the Violence Against Women Act or conflict with your own domestic terrorism uh, efforts? I don't know anything about the Virginia legislation. Do you agree with the following statement? As a father or as a cabinet member, Quote, you don't want parents coming into every different school jurisdiction saying that this is what we sh- which should be taught here and that this is what should be taught here. Look, the Justice Department has no role with respect to what curriculum is taught in the schools. This is a matter uh, for um, local decision-making and not would, for the Justice Department, and we are not in any way suggesting that we have any. I would note that that statement was by a Democratic uh, gubernatorial candidate in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I would note that there are a number of other issues of concerns the Virginia Department of Education, what's being taught there, and the, fat, the lack and the total failure of Loudoun County of reporting all of these incidents that have occurred in Loudoun County public schools. I've got eight seconds left. Attorney General Garland, I sent a letter along with my colleague Thomas Massey regarding the incidents of January 6th on May 13th and on July 15th and have not gotten a response from the Department lady, of Justice. Can you commit to responding? And, of course, no answer. That was Chip Roy, U.S. Representative from Texas, taking apart Attorney General Merrick Garland. Oh, and by the way, by the way, by the way, At the school board meeting in Loudoun County, Virginia, where the superintendent had the father of the girl who was raped and sodomized arrested at the same school board meeting where he said didn't happen, we have no knowledge of that, comes out now that several months earlier when it did happen, the superintendent and every member of the school board got an email that it happened. They lied. Who the hell do these people think they are? Look, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this. As long as God keeps this door open. And as long as, uh, 
He gives me breath to do it. I'll keep doing it. By the way, this, this attorney general, I don't know if you heard yesterday. If not, you want to go back and listen to the previous episode. This attorney general, his son-in-law makes a lot of money selling critical race theory curricula to schools. And so since the National School Board Association sent him a letter talking about domestic terrorism because of parents who stand up in school meetings criticizing critical race theory, Attorney General was asked by U.S. Representative Louis Gohmert of Texas, shouldn't you have submitted your role in this to the ethics board because of some potential conflict of interest? Attorney, Attorney General Merrick Garland took great umbrage. There's no conflict of interest. I make the decision myself. I don't have to do any. I don't have to submit to anything. But your son-in-law makes money off of what they are protesting about, and now you got the FBI looking into these parents. That pro- no, 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 nothing like that. I said it before. I'll say it again. People go to work in positions for the Biden administration with the implicit understanding that they will lie about whatever. There's a rule for people like this. Never give up the con. Never give up the con. You never admit it. So you say it's a good sign. Inflation going through the roof, prices on things that people can't afford anymore is a good sign the economy is rebounding. It's not the Biden administration. It's the Orwell administration. You got it? It's not the Joe Biden administration. It's the George Orwell 1984 administration. We've always been at war with Oceania. We've never been at war with Oceania. They will turn on a dime and give you something completely opposite from what they said a few days ago if it suits their purposes. And now, now, Former FBI Deputy Director Andy McCabe, who lied both under oath and not under oath on several occasions, according to the Inspector General of the Justice Department, Horowitz. Attorney General Merrick Garland has reinstated all of McCabe's pension and other benefits. Bad behavior is rewarded. Bad behavior is rewarded. Look, um, I got to, we, we shared some stuff earlier in the show. Crazy stuff Dementia Joe was saying last night. Evil stuff Dementia Joe was saying last night. But he spoke earlier yesterday at the MLK Memorial, and he said this. I said it before, and all my colleagues here know it. According to the United States intelligence community, domestic terrorism from white supremacists is the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland. To that end, our administration is carrying out the first ever comprehensive... All right, look, it's not true. He knows it's not true. 
Joe Biden is the white supremacist. Joe Biden is the white supremacist. Joe Biden is the one back in the 70s said that he didn't want his children uh, bust into a predominantly black school because it would be like putting them in a racial jungle. Joe Biden is the white supremacist. But worse, worse than any of that, Joe Biden is a huge supporter of the racist organization Planned Parenthood, which has been targeting communities of color ever since it was founded over 100 years ago by the racist Margaret Sanger. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, Dr. Alveda King, said Planned Parenthood was able to accomplish what the Klan couldn't have even dreamed of, the murder of all these millions of black babies. Now, I didn't call him a domestic terrorist, but Joe Biden is the white supremacist. Joe Biden is the one who looks at people of color as less than. All you have to do, all you have to do is just go back to his many public statements. Remember he was on with that Charlemagne guy that does the, uh, the morning DJ in New York City who said, you got to come see us, VP. We got a lot of questions. And Biden's response was, you got questions. Look, if you still don't know if you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. That's a racist statement. But it's all good because he got a D by his name. You know what I'm saying? I don't have time to get to this, but I put on my Facebook page, Victoria Taft over at uh, PJ Media, article entitled, It Gets Worse, Look Who Worked Together to Frame Donald Trump with Fake Russia Hoax. And it's George Soros and the late Senator John McCain. How about that? John McCain and George Soros worked to frame Trump with the fake Russia hoax. I'm not shocked. What I'm going to try to keep on doing here with the Doc Washburn Show, live stream slash podcast, is to bring you the truth. We are commanded to speak the truth in love. And that's what I'm going to try to keep doing. And uh, I just don't want you to ever say, Doc, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you warn us? And now that I'm no longer constrained by a large radio broadcasting company telling me what I can and cannot say, then I can do it. And Spotify can reject my ad, oh well. I'll live. I'll live as long as God wants me to. All right, God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you, God willing, Monday at noon Eastern, 11 Central. Again, if you're hearing this by podcast and you want to hear the live stream live, what you have to do is get on your phone and download the Podbean app, and you can actually listen to us live. Appreciate you. God bless you. Have a good one. Bye.